won't be no strife. And I hope his ass hear me too, nigga. I hear you. You know the problem with you little niggas? You think you know everything about the damn world, and you don't know shit. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics number eight. And this week's movie is 2001 Baby Boy. But like always, I got my man Shahid here. How's it going? It is going fine. This movie, this movie, this movie. <laughs> hmm. Ooh. You know, I can, I can say it is different watching this movie at my age now how my reaction to it is compared to my reaction when i watched the movie when it came out it's my first thought now before we get started talking about the movie uh this is uh taraji p henson's and tyrese gibson's uh debut movies both of them uh i think these are their first movies that you know will be in uh this is john singleton's <laughs> i'm not sure which movie this is was this his this, this is the last movie that he directed that he also wrote. Yeah, I knew that, but I wasn't sure in chronology how it you know, came out or whatever, but I guess that's not important. The budget was uh, $16 million. The box office ended up being a little bit over $29 million. It wasn't his... <clears throat> Money-wise, I don't think it was his biggest movie. I think this might be his least biggest. I mean, I wonder how much Boys of the Hood made. If it made a lot of, I don't wonder if they made a lot of money. But I mean, it's like, yeah, too fast. You made too fast, too furious. So yeah, well, so but I mean that movie. So that's gonna be the biggest. It's like that movie's gonna be the biggest movie that he probably did box office wise. So uh, this movie has Omar Gooding in it, AJ Johnson, Snoop Dogg, and Ben Rames, just to name a few. Um, this movie is problematic. I'll say that. Okay, is it? Yes. Or I would say, but the character, the character of Jody okay. is problematic. Okay. Let's talk about two characters because it's kind of like, because if we're not talking about, okay, Jody is played by Tyrese Gibson. Mm-hmm. This is his debut. It was originally he's going to be Tupac. Tupac mm-hmm. died. The movie is completely different with Tupac in the movie with that energy. Also, Rodney played by Snoop Dogg was originally for Ice Cube. So imagine this movie with Tupac and Ice Cube in their roles. Yeah, it's a, it's a way different movie. It's a, it's a completely different movie. I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's worse. I just know it's different. Um, I will say about this movie, I remember watching this and I remember it was kind of like a generational thing where people my age like, oh, this is like real. This is how people really act in this age range. So it's like, it feels authentic. Old people was like, this shit is trash. Like, they got us out here looking raggedy. And when I was younger, I was like, do they, you know, y'all just being old and stuck up. And now I'm older and I'm like, I can see where my, where that generation coming from. Cause it's authentic, but it's a lot of raggedy. I mean, just because authentic don't make it right. There's a lot of raggedy people in this movie. And I think part of the reason why it makes people uncomfortable is like, because it's realistic. And we know a lot of people live in this life and we know that that life is trash. Yes. It's, it's, it's authentic because we all know 
somebody or we've all lived in that environment or no people it's it's close to home it's real close to home it's almost something like like you, you don't want your business out in the street because once it's out there it's out there because that's something that's something like let's say a white person a racist white person you see this is how they really act you know they they can they can always go or look at it and say well look at this this is how they act they got something to go by and now i'm just like older me is like i'm just looking at the character of jody like yo how is this even well no let me ask you this question because this i was going to text it to you but i wanted to ask you to it on the show mm-hmm. jody was he really in love with yvette or were both was it convenient and the reason why i asked that is because okay yeah that's his baby number baby mom but he has another baby mama too and we're never really given a glimpse of what their relationship was prior. We were always told like, oh, this, 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 and A, B, C, and D. And I get it, it's a movie or something like that. But it almost makes you feel like, is he really in love with her? Does he really just like her? No. He, to my vet, no. Yeah, he loves Yvette. It's just like he loves in a way that he does. Like a lot of hood relationships, and that, like a lot of men love is like, I love you, but I also like other girls. Mm-hmm. But you my number one, but you ain't gonna be my only one. A lot of men like that. Whole lot of men like that. It ain't that ain't nothing new, and it's nothing. It's just kind of like it's just blatant here, but it ain't like some groundbreaking thing. It's like keep keep in mind, this he's twenty, single parent household. In that neighborhood, in that environment, grew up that way. How's and he looks the and is played by somebody that looks like Tyrese. What y'all really think gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. Like, let's be honest. Twenty years old, looking the way he looking in that area, where it's like, come on now. Like, let's 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 be honest about that. So yes, I think he loved her in, the, in as much as he could in his mindset, but that love was very flawed. And okay. you know, the funny thing is, that sounds better. It was a flawed yeah. love, okay? Because you, you know, the funny thing, because Yvette also loves him in a flawed way too, where it, she knows it's jacked up, but she knows that's probably like you know, this is what she's in. She knows it's probably not for the best, but this is what she got. The funny thing is. They seem age compatible, even though Taraji's like eight years older than Tyrese. You would never guess that watching the movie. Yeah, because she she ages very well. And not only that, not only she ages very well, she knows how to act at the age. Because I will say this: this is her movie. This is like this is the movie. Like if anyone's, because of course you see Taraji P Henson now, it's like. Yeah, she one of the best actresses going. And she's kind of like, if you look like black actress Mount Rushmore right now, she's definitely on there. And she, because kind of like, she's been doing it for a long time. She's been in stars and TV shows. She's been nominated for an Oscar twice. Like, it's, you know, her resume speaks to herself. But you never think about her when you think about great actresses. Her name never comes up. And I would say anybody like if you want to see how good she is, watch her in this because she plays a you know a up jump chicken head trying to do the best she can perfectly. To where you think it's like she's not acting, I'm like yeah she acted. She went to Howard. She's like you know she's she's just skilled the same way Ving Rhames 
is like if you watch him, you think he a pipe boy from the street. He, he went to Juilliard. This man a classically trained actor, and it's like it's a difference between Tyrese is naturally charismatic. Yeah, he has like natural talent. It's there between somebody that's naturally talented and somebody that's naturally talented that's trained. And Tyrese and Ving, you can tell they train. I mean, I'm sorry, um, Taraji and Ving, you can tell they train. Tyrese, you know, it's like he's got that natural charisma. Like within his wheelhouse, he can knock out anything in his wheelhouse. And his wheelhouse isn't isn't narrow either. He's got like a because he can play a wide role. It's because he always has that, you know. That edge, but you want to hug him. If that makes sense. Yeah, but you know, I've I've seen a lot of people dislike, um, his role in this movie because they say they can tell, like, you know, this is his first movie and certain things. And I'm like, I thought he did perfectly yeah. fine. I've what seen he worse. Was yeah, I'm like, I've seen like it's some things here and there, but like one, he's around a lot of. It's only noticeable when he's in certain scenes with certain people. Like, think about the cast. How many of them are like super trained? AJ Johnson, a little bit, Fing Rames. That's about it. Everybody else is like first time or second time, or you know, I'm known for doing music videos. Yeah. And you know, now, so. now, now that you say that too, now the, the Taraji P. Henson thing does stick out. Because I remember I always used to think, I said, well, how the fuck is she sucking her thumb? And I'm, I'm like, oh, that had to be a conscious choice because of her, the age, the age she was supposed to be playing. Mm. And you know you do see some girls like they're like why does this grown ass girl suck at her thumb? Yeah, but, like she's twenty two, she grown, but she ain't grown grown. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff to unpack in the movie. So let's jump into the movie. Go ahead. You know. So you know the movie starts. You see him growing up to my you know description about you know baby boy like. A theory about how black men and black boys see themselves like a lot of time we even a grow adult adolescence because what we call home the crib and it's a picture of him being a grown up in the womb trying to get out and they established in the first three minutes what type of man jody is because when do you first see him see him at the clinic why did he's yeah there we you know leaving the clinic driving yvette home yvette just had an abortion they already have one child and they can't take care of too. So, you know, woman having a abortion, she's gonna feel a certain way. So of course she's distraught. Jody is like, You already right, baby girl. Let me handle it. She's like, like you already handled enough already. And what's this fool though? He tried to console for 30 seconds. Can I use the car so I can pick up some food? You know, get you that, you know, maybe I'm gonna get you a fajita or something like that. Like a fajita, you know, I put extra cheese on it. She's like, just go. Where does he take the car to? Oh, to Peanut House. Who's Peanut? Oh, his 17-year-old baby mama. So he got two baby mamas? Wait, and how old? 17. Okay. 17. 17. He's 20. That's fine. But it's like, okay, when they start messing around. I don't know. I don't know. She's 16. That's well, the know. problem. <laughs> Is she 17? Because it's funny where I never realized her age, so I read the story about the movie. Could they ever say how old she is? No, they never say it. But yeah. it now, no, now, she... now that you see the movie and you see how the way she acting with the stuff that she do, oh, yeah, you can tell she's 17. Mm-hmm. Because she he busts all in while she, you know, fixing the nigga a plate. I'm hungry. <laughs> 
So eating food, smoking weed, got the car, got his baby mama's first baby mama's car parked in the driveway, blocking the driveway ain't his. So think about how the mindset you just dropped off your girl, your AKA main girl off. Y'all just got home from an abortion. You take her car to drive to your other baby mama to have her fix you food. You play with your other son daughter. and then do your thing. Oh, daughter, that's right. Do your other, you know, your other child. And it's a nice neighborhood because the mom driving the Benz. Mom is feeling a certain way because she's like, this dude trash. Yep, she is not she fucking no trash. She is like, just me mugging. And it's like, you know, once you go pull the damage out, they on the bed smoking weed, music playing. So imagine, and you busy watching the baby. So imagine you this hardworking black woman, probably single mom, because you don't see a lot of dads in this neighborhood. You know, I can't remember think. Do you Do we see any dads beside Melvin? No. That's like like growing up dads, no. Not a lot of father figures. So you this hardworking mom doing well for yourself. You driving the Benz in LA. And your 17-year-old knucklehead daughter is playing husband. This not even a grown ass man, a man that's three years older. Probably not legal. You know his situation. You know where he, you know, if she, if he ain't over here, I know where he at. In your house, blocking your car. Smoking weed in your house while you watching this bastard baby. Ooh, I know a lot of church moms and church aunts would be like, yeah, this does not sit well. I can see why my mom felt the way she felt about this movie, just watching the scene. I'm like, this is just foul on so many levels. And it, and, and one thing is, let's get this straight, too. When he took Yvette to get the abortion, this motherfucker was not even in there, like, you know, with her. I understand you might can't go to the, go to the room, which I know they got a place for you to sit and stuff. Nah, he outside just standing around eating lemon heads, probably trying to get some other girl number, if I had to guess. Jody is trash. His his trash on meter right now is on level uh five, and it's going up as this movie keeps going. Oh, and keep in mind, the abortion is paid for by his mama. Oh, I can't keep giving you money every time you get these girls pregnant, Jody. I'm like, Whoa. so this ain't the first. This, so this ain't the first time this has happened. Not the first. And she said, "Girls." So she she wants to talk about just Yvette. So that means he had got some other girl pregnant before. Yeah, so it's established he does all this, and then it, does he? Do we meet his mom first, or do we meet Sweet Pea first? I think his mom was first. So he goes home, mom, talking about, you know, I can't give you all this money. Oh, that's right, mom first. Give yeah. all this money for your eldest day like that. Because mom played by A.J. Johnson from House Party. Yes, not the one that the one that wasn't the light-skinned one. You don't remember, basically don't remember names. The one that was, the one that wasn't the cool one, the one that's basically like, you know, she didn't want to mess with, um, were they both trying, was they both trying to get kid? She was flirting with kid, but I think she liked she liked play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one, you know, I think I don't know if they're still together. She was known for being with Michael Jai White for a while in a fitness thing. So, and it's funny, like you know, she looks age appropriate because it's like she looked like she in her thirties, had a you know baby in her teens, and she's like ready to go out, and he, and he feeling a certain way, like going out, and she's like you know 
mama got a life too. And this whole single mom thing is like, you know, people think their lives stop. And so we take care of your boy the rest of your life. That's all you're going to do. And it's like, boy, 20. Her job over. He needs to be out the goddamn house. If he even ain't out the house, like, get out my face. Don't be telling me what I can and can't do. Like, I'm your mom. You're not my dad. You ain't doing nothing but just sucking up stuff. So she got a date. She got a date with. I know Melvin. Yeah, but before she got a date, she thought this is they don't have a date yet because they first meet and Melvin showing up in there, play a lot of Ving Rames, looking like Ving Rames. Like yeah, this, you know, this it's like pri- yeah, this the origin story of Mar- Yeah, origin story of Marcellus Wallace, if you want to find out that he tatted up, he looked like a goon that been through time. And he I, like he see Joey, he knows exactly is a mama's boy. <laughs> a, a sucker ass mama boy. And Jody's feeling a certain way, cause backstory that they feed in later is that she used to date some other dude they keep bringing up and I guess the dude was abusive and forced him to choose between you know either him or his brother and his brother moved out your brother got kicked out and got shot in the streets so Jody worried about this gonna happen to me and and that to mention too that Jody is having dreams of Mm -hmm. something happening to him and I know this might be going a little bit further, but did you ever notice that I knew why they showed Tupac as far as the homage because John Singleton said, you know, the role was for him. But it, it seems like it's a little bit deeper now because it's like, well, you know, Tupac and what happened to him early in his life. So they kind of like mixed it together. Because I noticed that they kept playing like when they played Harry Mary in one of his dreams. And you know, they yeah. showed the picture. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Oh. Yeah, they play they play a lot of it's a lot of Tupac music in this when they're not playing the soundtrack. It's funny, like you see a movie with Tyrese and the soundtrack music playing off with Tyrese. Uh, I, in there. I hated that for some reason. I was just like, What? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I mean that song does hit, but it's like the song got Tyrese and Snoop Dogg on there. They both in the movie, so it's kinda like, you know, you don't need to play during the movie. But anyway, so it's all this stuff's established quick. So basically like Jody's a mama boy ain't got no job. He's skilled because you see him working on bikes and stuff, see him working on like the model car and like that, but it's like, you know, money coming to you twenty. What's going on? And then we meet our boy, <laughs> Sweet Pea. Oh, Sweet Pea. Omar Gooden. The, the good Gooden brothers have come to find out. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> this is his like first role after like all that Nickelodeon stuff, too, I think, too. And he out there, you know, mouthing off. He, he there at the, you know, he there at his, another crib that's not his. No, it's just a whole I bunch thought- of like, when we first saw him there, I thought they were out there selling weed. Because he was like, come on, let's oh. go. Yeah. yeah. They come pick him up out there. You know, people selling their cakes. And they selling weed. And they selling DVDs and stuff. John Singleton in there is a cameo selling DVDs. And I said that the yellow cake is good. And then this when Tyrese, you know, gives his speech about, you know, I'm a man, get my destiny. It's like that. It's like everybody out here is selling stuff. And we just out here broke. What we gonna do? And it's like we're gonna sell and tire, you know, because he's trying to figure out what he's gonna do. He's like, I'm so dresses, I'm so clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you wonder why clothes? Like, okay, so women's clothes, 
you got sex appeal. It's already established that Jody is, you know, he got away with the women. He gets advice from his mom and his friend. And you know what's funny? I forgot Monique was in this movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no. But she's just in there for a cameo. So he's basically breaking down, like, you know, you got to sell clothes and you got to know the difference between, like, being like a shyster and like a salesman. Like a shyster, you do it one time, you feel dirty about doing it, you want to do it again. A clothes, you know, a salesman you trust, you want to give them all your money. You want to go again and again and keep on going. And then breaking down, like, how, you know, what size is important. You got to know what size they are by looking at them without guessing. It's like, what size is average? And then she's like a five, six. And Monique's like, what bitch for a white woman? <laughs> like, I'm size, I'm size 15, 16. That's also average. You know what? That's true. That's why Lane Bryant makes the money he made. Because keep in mind, there's a lot more women that size that Monique's size than A.J. Johnson's size. They they buy clothes. They like they got money to buy clothes. They want to get clothes too. So he goes in there. He's sweet talking, everything like that. Goes in the bar, you know, the stylist. You know, coming to your place of business. I want to with my profits here. But I want to do out your blessing. And he just sweet. And you see the women just melting. He just sweet talking like this is feeling your skin. It's that couture, polyester bland, and he just it's like. Whole bunch of young women just want love and affection, and I have learned as I got older, it's a lot of women like that. A whole lot of lonely women like that that just want to be filled, loved, and special by somebody they feel like it's genuine, even if it's just for a second. And when I was in, when I was young, I like, why are they all up on him like that? <laughs> I'm older now, so my perspective's different. Well, Tyrese had the game. He had the game, and he he and his trash meter has not risen yet, but it's still there because we know what he's doing. Because he's yeah, the, definitely... only, the only time the only time he runs to a little bit, we're trying to sell it to to um the gay styles trying for forty. It's about forty, <laughs> paying forty for this like, like all right, thirty five. Get it? Somebody, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna squeeze my skinny ass in this and make all you bitches jealous. He making money, so he basically give the cut to the people he getting the clothes from, and he making enough money. He put rims and tenant windows on his woman's car. So let me ask you a question. Once you do something like that, does that make it your car? I mean, you asking hood, hood rules or real life rules? Real life. Real life, no. Hood, somebody, hood rules what, is dope too. No, because real life rules, somebody fixed the fridge, they don't make it your, their fridge, they just fixed it. No, they ain't work. No, hood rules are different. Cause it's like he said he put because one them tires was ugly, but he put tires on it, windows, fixed the engine and the brakes. So he's like, I put a lot of money in this, and I will say this: they together. You feel you put a lot of money in something, you ain't just gonna walk away. Like it's like you gonna feel certain investments. Like yeah, you did spend a lot of money using it. It's technically her car, and it's and it's funny how he treats like it's his. It's like it is her car. She owns the car. You put money in it, that's fine. But it's like, I see, I see Jody's standpoint. Jody's still wrong. Like I understand his standpoint, though. Oh, I don't get it wrong. I understand what he was saying because he said I fix the engine. You know, I do this, I do that. Oh, I, I understand it, but it's still her car. That was your choice. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know, had a car drop her. Off. Oh, keep in mind, first off, you know, drop her off to work. Oh, and wait, and wait a minute, wait first- a minute. Because I don't want people to get misconstrued when they hear this. Man, the engine got to be fixed because you got a son. Mm-hmm. 
So he needs yes. to fix it for his son. Like that, that's the but the, all that extra shit, nah, that was on you. Man, fix you know, fix it for him, the son, whatever the son. So we left our part when he first dropped on, you know, wake up because he's sleep. After he got the car, he got to go pick up his woman, drop her off at work, and everybody like clapping to see it because I guess she's back at work. And somebody gave him an eyeball a little longer than extra. Pandora. Don't trust no woman named Pandora. Ooh, right? <laughs> looking, looking like that, like, come on now. So just don't do that. So, and that she comes up again. So Jody's making some money by taking care of both his son and his daughter doing all well, you know, making money for himself, doing good. But he's still mad about homework because mom about to go on a date and see, see the boy tomorrow, you know, Stacey Adams. Looking black. Like Melvin looked like straight, yeah. I'm a G. Like he just finished like doing he, the mission with Ethan Hunt. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I'm getting, you know. Cause you can tell how when people dress up the style they have, you know, some people, you know, when they have certain suits, they come from certain backgrounds. When they dress like Melvin, they come from different backgrounds. And Melvin's like they cause he trying to make small talk. He's like, Yeah, you know, Stacey Adams, blah 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 doing all this because he already feel a certain way because it's like they had discussion earlier talking about you know i heard you trying to look for a job i know how it is at your age that's why i went working for myself to take care of myself so you know you need some help i can help you out give you some info and anything like that like you know because i'm gonna be around <laughs> and jody ain't feeling this way so now he see like you know see this man all suited and booted and looking at everything like that and just like yeah, I don't know about this. One. I'm not sure about him being around Mama. We we gone through this song and dance before, so I'm gonna keep my eye out. And one of the most funniest scenes, and funny depends on your age, is when he wakes up in the morning, and what he see? Cooking eggs. Oh my god! Drinking the Kool Aid, butt ass naked. Oh man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I made breakfast. And he looks to see the Kool-Aid is basically gone. Just not just not gone. It's a little bit left. It's That's low. even worse. Hey, look. Drink it all. Don't leave none. It's like leaving a drop is like a fake hope. Like, I don't want no hope. You got that false hope. This man looked looked at him and he finished it off the Kool-Aid and burped. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, she made to my mama. He eating all the food, drinking all the Kool-Aid. Tomorrow, he made breakfast for me. <laughs> she complained about like, you know, I'm taking care of yourself. You know, he make me feel special. And he's like, you know, why can't you get an L7 dude? Why can't you? You always with these thugs. It's like, you know, I need a thug to hold me down. I'm not too much for this regular person. Your daddy was a thug. You know, it's like she. And the whole thing is like this. It's gonna be people that laugh at that. Like, why find something better? It's like she's honest. Yeah. And I have learned because I went through the phase one about that. I'm like, people need to be honest about who they are and what they want. And they'd be much better off in life. She knows what type of woman she is, and she knows what type of man she wants and what she will deal with and not deal with. She had that age, like, I know I need this type of man because I'm a certain way. And I hope for the best. If don't, if it work out, work out. If it don't, don't. I ain't gonna fake something just to fake it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you only people only come to that 
when they reach a certain point in life because it don't even have to do you know with age because I've seen people old is miserable because you know <laughs> they, they doing what they doing so yeah that's true so yeah so he's still feeling you know he's still feeling away so he got complain about it go to sweet pea house they playing ready to rumble <laughs> so and he arguing with his woman angel conwell man Mm-mm. kim yeah and kim's mama and it's mm. like everybody had babies when they was like 10 for 11 free <laughs> right because she had to be right right the same age that 38 mm-hmm. he argued talking about you know i thought y'all loved me why y'all why y'all try to kick me out y'all so i can stay here and they, they i told you, you can at least shut up he getting emotional like you know i was gonna call you females i was gonna call you the other word i got respect for you i'm calling you females which is hilarious thinking that saying that out loud and he's arguing but you know the funny thing about sweet pea he's a goon but he got a heart of gold Deep down, he wants. He just want to do the right thing. He just don't know how to how to get to that point. He's like, you know, I'm sorry, Kim. I'm sorry too. I'm sorry more for you because it was for you. You Kim wouldn't be here because you made Kim and y'all give me love and I don't have love anywhere and I just appreciate it. Sometimes I just you know I, I just show out. Like he knows his flaws. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he knows. Yeah, it's funny where it's the people like it's some people that are honest with themselves and some people that ain't honest with themselves. So and I think I think he's the most honest person in the movie because him I, and Melvin. Yeah, yeah, and Melvin too. Well, yeah, I I guess you could say Melvin too. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah, know him. Sweet Pea is because he's like, yo, I don't want to do nothing that I don't have to do out here. And yo, Jody, I got your back. And like you just said right here, he knows that he's wrong. He's apologizing. He just don't he know he knows who he is, but he knows he's flawed too. Exactly, because of cent- a part of where he flawed, like he want to get in the whole clothing thing, because he picks one. You know, it's like you make this one, I make this one too. And Jody, like you ain't got the skill. I give you one dress and try to sell. It. And she try to sell it. He tries to sell it to this woman and run up on. And she's like, okay, what type of fabric? But you don't care what fabric. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> oh, aggressive and stuff like that. It's like here you go. Like I'm trying to do a right for a living. I could just be busting people in the head and robbing them. I'm trying to do it the right way. Like oh, by selling boosted stuff. Like this dude trying to sell a boosted camera. Like y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. And it's like putting everything in perspective. Like you trying to do an honest living by dishonest means. So is it really an honest living? And it's like you basically like bullying somebody to buy this dress. Like <laughs> you ain't about that life. So it's better ways of hand. I always laugh at that scene because I was broken down because it go from him, like he's not the sweet talking type. Yeah, he ain't. And it's he ain't no salesman. And it, within five seconds, it, like his street instincts come out, but she just shuts that down so quickly and logically that he's like helpless. He can't do nothing. Yeah, he he took the wrong tactic for that that wasn't his thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah I, I always found the other uh, his characters like the character that was like the the pretty much the realest person on the screen because like i said he was honest with himself and now now i think about it you were right with melvin too yeah but we gotta talk about some of the elephant in the room how toxic jody and yvette were to uh, each other Absolutely. Oh, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know 
if they really love. I know they had love no. for each other. I knew that. But uh, were they really in love? Because it was just so I messy. Mean, you don't you don't do that if you're not. You sure? Because it could just you're be not convenient. Going what was convenient about that? Uh, Jody having somewhere to stay and her no, having, having what's no what's convenient about Yvette going through all that shit? She oh, no, found no, somebody. No, 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 no. Yeah, Jody. So, Jody's just trash. And whole thing. And what's what's convenient about Jody going through all that? He got peanut. He got the mom crib. Yeah, I don't know if he really had peanut because she was through with his shit a long time ago. But he was still over there. Like, we see the movie. He over there knocking it down while the mama in the crib. Yeah, I was at the beginning. So, but then in the second point, she was like, yo, when I want dick, I'll, if I, I'll think about calling you. We ain't get there yet. I'm talking okay. about beginning. And we keep in mind, like, you know, got the tattoo. Yvette got his name tattooed or some tattoo on her body. And she point out the peanut when she, when they have the discussion, when they out, you know, had the kids oh, working. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when they had a discussion about that, we get to, but it's like. That discussion, when Yvette's talking to Jody's mom, I think was one of the, one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's almost, it's it's so real because the mother don't want to get into it and she's, she's, she speaks as if more as a, a woman-to-woman conversation. Yeah. And it's not it's like on one because yeah, it's like on one hand, it's like a woman, you know, it's like, that's my son. I want to go to my son. Well, so I'm like, she knows what type of man her son is. Yeah. And she's been in Yvette's shoes. So it's like, you know, she kind of like gives advice the best way she can. And it's kind of like, you know, we might as well talk about the scene because he's walking because I guess he got the car and she walking there with the baby. It's like, you know, I keep going through this stupid shit and everything like this. And why he treat me like this? I know it's wrong. It's like, you know, love got you do stupid stuff. That's how it is. It's like, you ain't dumb. You're just in love. And it's like both things can be true. You can be dumb and be in love too. And it's like this having discussion. It's like, you know, you gotta figure things out what you really deal with what you not i've been in your shoes and everything like that and they having a heart-to-heart discussion and who comes strolling in with my baby <laughs> yeah, peanut. <laughs> and where the baby at being consoled by that mm-hmm. no she won't like that they looking at each other, hand the baby, we start crying, and Peanut looking at Yvette. Yvette points to the shoulder bone, like, yeah, I got the tattoo, not you. That's why I said about, said about Mocha Steph, like, you know, he's mine. You might have had him once, but I had him all the time. Like, that's something to brag about. Oh. That, used, that used to be a song in the 90s. And I'm like, even I mean, when I heard it, and I was like, this seemed odd. I was a teenager, so I didn't pay too much of mine. I was like, I never paid too much to the lyrics. Now that song trash. Yeah, a lot of our ninety songs would if you listen to the lyrics are really, really interesting. I'll say that. I will say, side note, the most interesting song I tell people is like, you know the song you don't want to pay attention to? Coca Cabana. <laughs> Stop. Keep going with the movie. <laughs> no, we gonna know. Cause you we brought the song up. Cause we've all heard the song. You be dancing at the Coke. Like it's a dead dancey tune, Barry Manilow. Not realize you paid attention. The song basically about a waitress that liked the dude that also were like a waitress like the bartender. They both work at like this, you know, this resort, enjoy themselves. This other high roller came in one day. He liked the waitress too. They getting beef. The dude shoots the girl that he shoots the dude that he likes, you know, like Rico shoots Tony. 
and she met and like Rico dead. So now she at the casino. Now she at the resort, basically a drunk. Cause the man she loves is dead, and she just drinks her eyes out each night, miserable. Oh boy, I wish you never told mm-hmm. me that. Cause I remember I had to actually go and listen to the lyrics. Now I was in the car when they listened to. I was like, "Oh, this took a talk." You talking about you know, they went across the bar, punches flew, then heard a shot or two. Yeah, it's like, oh, they was they brought the glizzies in the club. It's like Barry Manilow was on that gangster shit uh-huh. and hitting and playing. But anyway, back to the movie. I talk about how toxic Yvette and Jody are because they get in an argument about, you know, you keep messing with these girls and everything like that. Tell me the truth and everything. And it's like, because it's like she know what type of man, you know. You come home tomorrow. I know you's out there. Oh, because like one scene is like, you know, I know you's out with such and such. You know, he was at the club with some light skinned girl because such and such snitch. Oh, yeah, and, you know, Chris. Get, oh, the girl Chris, Chris snitched on you. We're talk about Chris. Yeah, talk about Chris, Chris and his girl. I laugh at his girl. It's like, oh, you know, you because he's making fun of like, oh, you with a girl, you know, Chris be punching you, your black eye. You talking about my business, anything like that. Talking about, you know, Chris love me, he just be wild, not be on that thug passion and everything. Da, da, da. What's wrong with you? It's like, he loved me and everything and he's just trying to figure out stuff like that and tell about you know he just a mama's boy and she was like tell him to fuck his mama then take her to the clinic <laughs> yo <laughs> that's what's up her friend too he acted stupid it's like yeah you talking about love you just came from the clinic what's going on so they you know it's like she knows Jody just be out and about mm-hmm. and he's like you know with your friends, I know you at the club. So I'm over. You just it's just a private dance. That's it. Dance that shit. Can't even touch him. You fool. You know how many times they do that each night. Damn dummy. Hope you don't bring me nothing. And it's funny, like the whole. It's funny how some women look down at strippers. They just like you just out here shaking your ass doing it easy. You ain't working hard like me. And how strippers look down, they're like, you just a damn dummy doing all this for a man that don't trust you while he's spending his money on me. And it's saying he loves you. And it's like it is no it is just a divide, like a cold war. So Yeah, we 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 had to talk about that. That had to be one whole podcast about that. <laughs> like that happened, the whole like if you're in a situation where somebody hey, let me smell your dick. Cause I think you're cheating. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like you say. When you say smell good, don't it? Guess you probably washed it off. So what are we doing right now? What are you smelling it for? Like it ain't healthy. Then it's like you know I hate you. You always doing stupid stuff, and she stay hitting him. Yeah, sticking a hand in his face and like smacking him stuff like that. And it's like, no, don't hit people. Don't hit people at all. Don't hit people unless y'all really fighting. And it's like they are. I hate you. I hate you. And then they have makeup, sex, and all that. And you have people talking about. It's funny where it's like that came up on Twitter. Talking about you know we ain't accepting makeup, sex. We want apologies. You know whatever. People be saying. People be saying anything for the damn timeline. Like shut up. Like this whole generation of guys lying about what they gonna do and not do when it comes to women. It's like stop lying on the timeline for Twitter retweets. <laughs> and I remember when the scene came out and people was like, "I need that type of love." And some a lot of people talking about 
if that's the type of love you need, you don't need to be with me. That's 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 a scary thing to say. That's the type of love you need. Like really, really? Are you really serious about that? Nah. That angry dick hit different. (laughs) Uh huh. You know what else it hit you in jail? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like like you look. If you want to date a thug, go ahead and date him. But don't be crying when you doing time too, because you carry one of them packs. And you get pulled over in the central, and it's like, oh, I, I got this hot shit for them. Now I'm doing time too. Like you could have been working at AT and T. Hey, you. The, hey, the choice is yours. I always tell people, and I know I had that thing when I was in my like 18s, 19s. I was always questioning that, and then I just started like, you know what? I don't give a shit no more. Because you know, yeah. it just becomes a thing of people are gonna choose who they wanted to be with, and people got they got certain likes or whatever the fuck. So. You had your nice job at Wells Fargo. You even had a dental plan, <laughs> and now look at you up in county. Because who you were attracted with, to? With slippers on, but you like what you like, so yeah. go. That's what you like. You ready to? Do. My whole thing is, if you like what you like, just be honest about it. And the problem with like Yvette knew Jody was trash. She kept trying to tell himself otherwise. He was like, you know, I was a dummy listening to you and everything like that and stuff going on. And she couldn't help herself. But the funny thing is, everybody tells her that. Everybody tells her Jody is trash. Everybody tells Jody that he's trash. The only person who's not real with him is pretty much Peanut. Peanut, the only person to tell him, yo, I'm not Peanut, uh, Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea should just be like, yo, man, you trash. But when you hanging around somebody else that's just like you, they're not going to tell you They that. both. Yeah, tra- trash don't know what tr- what other trash look like. Yeah, only thing that Sweet Pea knew was I'm normal. I gotta stop living the way I'm living. That's all he knew. He needed he needed to get a job. That's all that he knew. Other than that, but everybody was telling Jody you tra- he was trash. Even Melba yeah. to a certain degree. Well, he told him oh, <laughs> more Melba than one time. <laughs> yeah, because we going let's get let's go back to it because you know we see him in there and he's talking about you know first you see him. You know, in there, talking about shaving his head because they both, because both Sweet Pea and Jody in the crib, it's like this old nigga think you're out here talking about that back in the day shit and all that. We're going to do something. I hope he hear me. He's like, yeah, you nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care how tough you are. Vin Reigns is a big motherfucker. And I ain't messing with nobody that look. That look like that <laughs> at all. That's done that time. Like he looked like that. They no. He know what them tattoos mean. He know where he been at. Like no, I ain't talking. Yeah, I'm, shit. I'm, I, I got text you. I'm sure I know what Sweet Pea would have did. Jody, yeah, I think he was a little uh, soft. So uh, yeah, Jody, yeah. Jody knows he. It's not like Jody soft. Jody soft. Jody knows deep down he is. And the thing is, he's just worried about other people. See, that's why he mad at Mel because he know Melvin see him. Yeah, he's like, seeing yeah, for what he is. Think y'all think y'all do everything, been everywhere, been all that. Y'all ain't no shit. And y'all don't do shit. I'm going to tell you about guns. You know you got a little business. I'm going to tell you about guns and butter. You know what that is? Guns, like real estate, you know, stocks, bonds, bonds, stuff that appreciate in volume. Butter's just clothes, jewelry, cars, shit, you know, mean shit. If you get it, you learn out that, dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in a place like y'all like, but Melvin whole thing is like I've been there and done that. I know why y'all act the way y'all acting. Y'all need to grow up. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like he's sweating them. Like he been there. And 
And then Jody all, see what I'm saying, cuz? This is what I'm talking about. He's like, what? You <laughs> get a speech like, you know, you don't bring your kids around. Why not that? No, I don't get along. My baby mama's like that. I know you know how that feel. Not at all. I get along well with both my baby mamas. We'll see y'all on that last. Yeah, we will see. Won't we? we ain't talk about me. Talking about I went there, talking about your son in that talk about you said you used to beat his ass all the time and everything like that. And tell you something, you be beating me and my mom like that. I'm just let you know. Yeah, go somewhere. He's like, oh youngster. Cause he was big, he best like doing loaded dice 7 Eleven. <laughs> like a man that don't mind cheating in dice is like you. Hey. First of all, we already talked about his size and the way he looked. The man is up there setting up the dice. All I'm rolling is 7-11, and you talking shit to him. Like, you know, he got a TV. He told you I got a TV to the barter system. Like, he do things like, you know, and big flat screen. There was two, big TV. Too damn big for that room, but then, you know, I don't I never that. stopped a nigga before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he basically so Jody said, "Yeah, I asked and found out about you. Ain't gonna do nothing." So he chilling, he chilling in his chair. Why he doing that? Because Melvin came up and doing the yoke. Oh, no. Mama, mama. <laughs> oh, mama. Yeah, go call for your mama. That's why I see you. You just a scared little chocolate little bitch. Lick this, lick this head. Tell me, you lucky we wasn't in, in the jail because I put you in your knees and fix it. God damn. Like, Jody. Yeah, you, like you ain't shit. Um, like you look like I respect for your mom, but I ain't do nothing because if I would have broke your ass down a long time ago, he just broke down like you ain't you ain't shit. And you lucky your mom around here. He got him the careful the clutch, just choking <laughs> him out. And San Quentin, Qu- San Quentin, Melvin came out because like Melvin carried himself like you know he did stuff. He was he was just menacing just by being him. He didn't do anything right, really menacing. Mm-hmm. When he had him in his choke, well, you can tell when it's coming out like, yeah, it's something that's bubbling in there. And, and they let him out here. His mama Jody. come smacking the back of his head. I always laugh at that part. And Jody keep pushing his buttons. So you, so he's like, it's it's reaching a certain point. Are you all right? Yeah, we're just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. Jody there rubbing his neck. <laughs> what do you say? You want something to eat? <laughs> yeah. You just caught this choke. You want some food? Yo, uh, I remember my grandma I was little. She did. I, I had to go stay with my grandma. She used to live in the country in Virginia. So I had to stay with her for a month. I think I had to be like five or six or maybe seven. And I know I did some shit I wasn't supposed to be doing. Whatever. She whooped my ass. And I'm talking about go get the, this is the old school shit. Go get the uh, stick. Go out there and get this, uh, take the leaves. I'm like, God damn. What she mean by this? Cause I ain't never she never beat me before. So she beat me. Man, I was so mad. About thirty the minutes an hour later, you want something to eat? I'm like, no, nah, I don't want nothing to eat. I'm bad. But you know you're hungry, so you go get some eat. <laughs> oh man, so that just made me think about that every time I see that scene. Mm-hmm. Eat. Yo, dude the So and where did, and where does he go to? He went from getting choked out. To go over Pandora's house. How? So, never mind. I don't even care. This is this is this is who he is, and this is what he is at this point. Jody just don't give a shit. It's all about him. He just doesn't give a shit because she told him, "Yo, you know, don't mess with nobody I work with. Don't do that shit." And he should know that shit he himself. Never, 
Mm-hmm. And he he bring it up too. And you know the funny thing about about it is that he goes over there, but he want to talk about it. it's wrong, it's foul. Why you go over there? She ain't force you. Why you go over? There? Yeah, why you going over there and talking all that? Like all of a sudden you're there. Oh, I mean, like y'all ain't over there. Like I don't see no Dreamcast controllers. Y'all ain't playing Third Strike. The, the hell are we talking about? You know why she called you over there? You know who she is. You you met her at, at your woman's job. So somehow you got in contact with her. She told you where the crib at, and you showed up at the crib. Why, Jody? Because I'm he- mad at Jody about this because it's like he gets over there and he like, well, you know, I, you look good and you cute and everything like this. But while I'm over here, you just want to get, you just want me get revenge. You just want me, be, you know, get mad at my girl. It's like that. It's like if you're thinking that, why are you there in the first place? It's almost like he got over there and said, "Nah, this is wrong." I, but I need confirmation that it's wrong. Oh, you want you doing this to get back at my girl? Like, no. What? What are you doing? Okay. What difference does it make? Why is she doing it? Why are you doing it? Oh, boy. I'm like, why? You, my whole thing is, if you're gonna do it, just do it. You over there, and then you more, you fake moralizing and everything. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I'm gonna fake like I'm gonna get up and leave. Oh, she grabbed my dick. No, nah, I'm not leaving. Oh, I'm trapped. <laughs> I got hit the paralyzer. Like you know, it's over here. She asking questions about you know. I know. Her, you and Yvette live together. I'm not uh, here for all that. Vet. Yeah, I mean, we do our we do our thing. He's like, she like, I don't care. I'm just making conversations. I just want some, you don't gotta lie. Like, I just want some dick. And his face just like, oh, I said I wanted ghost pepper, so I ate a ghost pepper. I didn't know I was gonna end up like this. He making the face like, you know, like he the fast experience said, like he about to jump, like he just saw the take from. Furious Six. I, he was so shocked and amazed. I was like, well, look at his face. He is like, it's almost oh a fear. God. Like, he never went, it's almost like he's never been with a woman that aggressive that told mm-hmm. him something straight up like that before. So he just like, oh my goodness. So this how it is. This how the other side feels. This how this, yeah. That's how that feels like. He just on there. She nibbling on like, no, he leave, trying to leave. Like, you don't want to leave. She just smirking. And then that is wrong. It's so wrong and everything. Like, I know you're cute and everything. That's why I had some fun. It's wrong. It's foul. Oh, I'm going to let you get me on the couch. Oh, you can go ahead and suck on a little bit. It's wrong. I'll let you put the tip in. It's wrong. I don't even got a condom. It's wrong. She got the condom out. Oh, shit. I guess I can't leave now. He said, uh. <laughs> she put out the condom. He said, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a wrap. You got me, Scooby-Doo. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> And I, then, the, and this, I didn't understand that part. Would do what you try to? I didn't. I didn't get that whole scene. I was just like, "What is happening right there?" Because it's almost he having a tug of war. But again, like you said, you came there with the, the with the idea of I'm going to get some ass. It's like you go somewhere. It's like if I would take a knife and stab myself in the hand. Just to wrap it up, like, why was I doing that? Now I'm bleeding all over the place. I didn't want to bleed all over the place. Oh, whoa, this is knife hair. Let me just, oh, that's what blood looked like. I just want to be sure because I've seen knives and blood, but I just want to, yeah, like, you damn dummy. If you didn't want to go for that, you could have stayed your ass home. 
I know you're feeling weak because Melvin choked you out. Maybe peanut sleep. And you mad at Yvette because, oh, she may, he may feel a certain way about Yvette because Rodney called. I told your black ass to put a block on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Rodney. Who's Rodney? Yvette's ex, played by Soup Dog. And we'll get to Rodney later. It's well, like, I had a, I had my issues with her and Rodney for the simple fact of she was entertaining him. And he in jail. So it's a dip. It, while you may yeah. be thinking, oh, I'm entertaining this, he thinking like, oh, no, I'm getting back with my baby once I get out. Oh, yes. Oh, she definitely brought that on herself. And it's like, you know, she probably had feelings for Rodney because that was, you know, first ex, you know, you know, a girl and anything like that. And probably mad at Jody. It's like, you know, Jody ain't here. Fuck him. Talk to somebody else. It's like, you know, I know Rodney appreciate me. So I only wrote two letters because I was nice. That's two more than you should have wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, yeah, you ain't just messing with Jody. Y'all got a child. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So anyway, that happens. Go to work the next day. You know, and Yvette there and Pandora there is looking. Like, you know, them women, you know, women look when she, you know, woman look at another woman. Like, you know how women be on social media you brag about they man and it'd be some women swept something like yeah you talking about your man this and that but he was in my dms last night mm-hmm. like you want to say something but you're not she's just gonna look like you dumb bitch like you know where your man was at like can't believe he chose you over me and it's because you know she was offended like i don't need the bed for dick i can fuck any person anything like that mm-hmm. she felt like women trust me i Few things get you scorned and like a woman who like you turn them down. Like you feel like how you should be happy I even looked at you. you turn me down, like how dare you? And she had that whole and she looking, it's like, why should you looking at me like that? I don't know. She's about to get slapped. And then they leave in the parking lot and she looking and she just giving the finger <laughs> and he he took his own you like <laughs> like he a little boy. So and then Yvette catch that, she like why you girlfriend girl like she She's catching the energy because she noticed how Pandora's looking in the office and then she see this in there, so she's wondering at first. So they like, you know, we're gonna go ahead and just chill. We're gonna go like drive through, get a smooth they in a good place. Going to Lucy's. Yeah, Lucy's. Mm-hmm. And she just reaching for a purse. And this is how men get cheap. Men get caught. Men are sloppy. Men are so damn sloppy and dumb. And it's like he left condoms in the girl his girl's car. Not even hitting nowhere. Just in the back, back you know, in the little back seat rest. And she both another box and there's a box of three and one in there. And she see that her whole face changed because he was in a good place too. Mm-hmm. And her whole face changed. And she like, this motherfucker right here. And she waited for a second while he did get a change like that hand in ten, then waits about a few seconds like with these condoms. And you see the face he make? He's trying to figure out, like, I can't even lie. He's like, those are condoms. What are you doing with them? <laughs> he trying to yeah, play it like, off. Like, what do you think? Why are they in my car? Can I finish with doing what I'm doing? Like, trying to think, basically, I'm trying to think of a lie. Uh, so. like, can I get the food? And he said, hurry up, get the food. And then he's like, thank you so very much. Oh, thank you so very much. <laughs> you try to be funny. Who kind of, yeah, who's kind of like, where you got the comments from? We're going to finish when we get home. So, 
and it's just going on and on and they argue and, and it's like you know i just want to like look i'm a grown-up i just need to know what's going on because he's like you know you fucking peanut you don't say nothing like yeah i figured you were i knew you were whatever and it's like you know you, you fuck pandora you may have me stupid at work and everything like that and they just are like look I know what type of man you are. I know you love me and everything, but just, you know, let's just be honest and just tell the truth and, you know, just let's just be honest about And then that's the worst thing you say. Oh, his his morbid truth is just, what what is he? Oh, man, it's just, this no, is ugly. He was, no, he said the type of truth that men say when they get pissed off. That's the type of truth he say. It's like, you want to hear the truth, hear the truth. Yes, I love you. I fuck every... I fuck other women. I lie to you because I love you. I tell them the truth because I don't give a damn about them. Like, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear more? It's like, yeah, I mess with, you know, customers sometimes like that, but I don't care about none of them. You the one I want to be with, but sometimes I get other, ah, KG, be with other girls. Is that yeah. enough truth for your ass? It's, like, it, it's true, but it's twisted, though. It's still twisted. I mean, yeah, but it's like, that's, look, she wanted confirmation, and sometimes mentally get to a point like, you know what? This what you want to hear? Fine. He was right for telling the truth. I'm just saying for when it when a woman hears that, she wanted to hear it, she did ask to hear it, it still is not right. No matter how they try to say it, it's not right. But it's the truth though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people say the truth, it's like they they be careful what you wish for. It's like that's all I say. It's like it may not, you know, you may not be, like you said, you can't handle the truth. That's I mean, a line. It's pretty much a, I don't even know. I get why they put and I get why that scene was in the movie, but she already knew all that. Like it's the stuff that you already know. You we've been what an hour in the movie, an hour within the movie. We know who Jody is. We know what he do. He be fucking around. And you know he be fucking around. You stated mm-hmm. that you know he fuck around. Your girlfriend has stated that she he fucks around. So what do we know? But about? I just need I need to know for sure. Like I don't want to be at work dealing with this. It's different between you messing with some random girls and like that. And if you mess with your baby mamas, whatever. Don't be messing with my coworkers having me looking stupid. I think it's like even limits to that. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. that's what you talk Yeah, but I'm so, saying when he first said it, you know, he was speaking in general. And then when he laid the bomb on her, yeah, she wasn't ready for that shit. And she said, you know, why would you do that to me? You got me looking crazy. And yeah, he did have her looking crazy. Yeah, so they in there, they get an argument, they get a heated argument. She's slapping them and if you know, slapping in the face, everything like that, getting mad. And then by reflex, she he hit her with the Zangief. That 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 burning palm backhand. She gotta cut it out. Yeah. You gotta cut it out. Look, Mr. Street Fighter, I know you've seen that move before right there, and he, his whole face break, because, like, I don't know, made, she, he broke the main promise, he said to me, you never, you mm-hmm. know, you said you would never hit me. And what's his, so, and what's his uh, reaction to that, to uh, make it all better? Yeah, I'm just going to take you in the room, mm-hmm. eat the box. Mm-hmm. And she's so conflicted, because she's like, she's thinking about all the good things, like, you know, being married, Having a wedding, having another kid, family, and then she's all the bad things, you know, peanut pops in, and then, you know, him in jail, her on the bus stop, him dead, and it's like all this conflicting stuff. It's like so many conflicting emotions going into one time, and it's like, you know, it's done, and she just roll over. 
It's like, all right, then, you know, she messed around. She changed the locks. No, no, no. This <laughs> motherfucker leaves with the car and takes it to his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, changed, she changed the locks and everything like that. Talking about, you know, they get another argument. Don't be having me banging on the door, you know, banging on everything like that. I want to see my son. Daddy! <laughs> Come here. And it's like, you know, see, no, cool. it's like, mm-hmm. So they leaving about to, you know, about to leave for they call, you know, neighbors like tired here and this shit. I'm about to call the police. So you better bounce on out. So. He don't got no car no more. He ride around on a bike. With his crew. <laughs> With his crew. Go to the liquor store, get his Alize. Fifteen dollars, fifteen cent. He's like, oh, somebody take somebody pretend to take the bike, take the Alize. He's like, oh, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What you gonna do, homie? You get this six on one. What you think gonna happen? Looney you get Tune. Looney Tune. He 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 blow up too. Ain't nothing like a teenager that been in the weight room for like two months. Cause they like, yeah, I'm gonna show you what I've been doing with them bench presses. <laughs> like, I get, I, I understand Jody's moxie, and he was probably thinking they were kids, but it was like four or five of them. Cut it out, Jody. Yeah, and then, and then like you built like Melvin either. You ain't no killer. Yeah, if they yeah, were, if to fake it. if he was Melvin, they wouldn't even had bothered him. But it was Jody <laughs> on a bike, and they were just like, yo, yeah. come on, we got this. Mm-hmm. So they beat beat his ass, stomp him down. <laughs> Take the Alize, and it's like, you know, I don't want your punk ass bike. Nobody wants your punk ass so bike, cuz. Mm-hmm. So he limp his ass on his bike, crash, sweet pea house, fall in the living room. Kim is like, damn, what happened? Damn, man, what happened? I got jumped. Got jumped. It's a little this this yeah, absolutely he absolutely was this had to be like some like acting on him right he wasn't really that hurt was he he got stopped out his mouth was bleeding like it wasn't like he had to go to hospital they they put the boots to him uh, okay. <laughs> I mean you get you get you get stopped by six dudes for ten seconds I'm like maybe we get spoiled because we used to watch him raw like that happened at the uh, the one-hour segment, they having a match two hours later, but it's like, no, you get stopped out by like five, six dudes. It's gonna it, hurt. It just seems like... On a, and, then, and then he rode on a bike. Okay. Okay. I was amazed because he was... The acting, I mean, maybe that was just... Maybe he was overacting or something. Okay. Imagine you had to play... Like imagine Dalvin Cook played football and he rode a bike to the airport. <laughs> I bet his ass would crash by the time he got to the damn plane, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that happens. And then he's like, you know, Sweet P is like, oh, yeah, he got trained. He's part of Fox Sound. He go undercover. Then he drunk, checking the socks like that. You stink and anything like that. And Mr. Moon, like, you know, then he rise up, pull off with a gun. They all try to head out. And Jody out there, and now he got a gun. It's like Joe trying to pretend he a killer, and it's like it, it did not play well because like it first when Joe hit the dude, heard it saying like, "Oh, trying, the hand hurt." You trying to tell me his teeth hard in your hand, nigga? When hit you with the, I right, show you the one hit a quarter. Don't be embarrassing me. And sweet, sneak, this is this is when it said like, sweet, you know what he doing? Because mm-hmm. he broke the whole, he broke the whole down. Like you know, you gotta have a tight fist, aim for the nose, the eyes. 
perfectly, you know, no, he said nose perfectly. and mouth. Nose and mouth. Perfectly the nose. Perfectly nose. Perfectly. You know what I mean. <laughs> then like cock back not too much and it's pow. He was him the one the one inch punch like he Bruce Lee just tagging folks. Like nothing, you know. Show me, you know, do what I showed you. So you do it. Sweet PD, the other ones like the last ones, like, oh. So what's his name? Looney, Looney Tunes. Tunes. Like, oh you like you know, square like, you know, don't flinch. Don't flinch something, you know, touch your chin back. He's like, all right, you got heart. So we're gonna respect you. At first, like, oh, all right, you little boy got heart. He's like, I ain't gonna punch you. Then he pulled a belt out. He's like, I'm just gonna whip your ass. And at first, his whipping is gonna be fun. That thing went off like 15 seconds. Yeah, I think even Tyrese, the actor, was like, oh, <laughs> this is too long. Stop. Please stop. Yeah, it's just like, it's a scene that I, yeah, it was just too long. <laughs> it see, it was just too long. Cause I get uh, to a certain degree what he was saying, like, "Oh, you need y'all need to respect your elders." But again, it was a kid whooping a kid's ass with a belt. Mm-hmm. And it was just going on, just like long. He looking face like it's some past trauma, and it's like it's a lot of black trauma in the hood that we don't talk about. And this is a scene like this, so. Yeah, so anyway, Yvette's missing Jody. She's talking to her friends, like, you know, I missed it. I missed my baby, and like that. And Chris is in the background, like, hey, you talking to these damn hoes? You be talking to your damn man. You talking to these females. Like, what the fuck going on? Yo, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. What you doing? I gotta say this. I've never been that interested when my woman is on the phone. Like, I mean, you know, if it's something like, oh, she asking me a question or something like that, Chris is like... <laughs> Yo, y'all, y'all this happened putting all these words. You put these nuts in your mouth. Like, Chris was so raggedy. He's like, get off the phone, you damn chicken head. Come, oh. you know, talk to your man. <laughs> like, talk to shit. Like, you know, I'm about to put my foot in your ass. You don't get off the phone. Like, he was just... And she like, you know, that's my man. He all right. And then... He took matters in his own hand. They had a conversation, and she's like, I call you back. Why is she distracted? Because Chris, like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm going to get mine. You're going to beat this up. You're going to hang on this phone one way or the other. And she just, just, you know, like, I can't believe it. So, knock on the door, thinking they're going to go on, like, the music playing, like, oh, that's my Jody. Jody back home. And who is it? Rodney. All they missed was a record scratch. Cause you hear the music in the background. She's like, "Oh, they gonna get back together," and then the music just stopped. And you expecting to see Joe? You see skinny ass Roddy. Snoop Dogg must have been like hundred and three pounds. They <laughs> said, "Hey, baby, I'm home. You got something to eat, this motherfucker?" <laughs> You're like, "He ain't eat since he's been in jail." Like, uh, I know Snoop Dogg ever like a big person. He was super skinny in this. Like a damn scarecrow, and it's like, uh, come in here, and we gotta talk about Rodney. Like, you know, well, what you doing here, Rodney? You know, you wrote them letters, pro officer said, you know, place to say. I just wrote you twice. I was feeling bad, like, you know, miss me, baby. You have, a, you know, trying to say me have can't baby by that punk ass Jody, not by me. Put him on the couch, like, yeah, like you know, you gonna sleep on the couch. And Rodney is hilarious. He wake up, he say, little nigga, that's your fort. Fuck your fort. <laughs> Kick it down. 
I hate you. I hate you too, little nigga. You're my son. Oof. And then as soon you see that bird chest him in the there uh, washing his mouth. I was like, man, this boy is skinny that bird chest. Yeah. So Jody shows up looking for Yvette, knock on the door, and I think it's JD from the um east side is like Lost? Like you looking at it like you lost? Like right <laughs> here? Not like, even in here. And then it's just Roddy sitting on the couch with his homies just smoking. Is that Jody? Is that Jody? You gotta pick up your son? You pick up, I ain't trying to be his dad. Like you know, reverse future basically. Like yeah, pick up your little son because I ain't trying. You know, because I ain't trying to watch him. Yeah. Come get your little ass son. And then it's funny that happens. Jody picks up the sun, leave. Soon as they close the door, even before they close the door, now all of a sudden, Roddy talking trash. Tomorrow, Roddy ain't dog, shit either. The audacity of him coming in here, knocking on the door after he talked that shit on the phone with me. I can't believe he came. This is like, you can't believe he came and picked up his son. <laughs> what are you talking we, about? We tell you, he said, Go get the heat, cuz. <laughs> I'm like, y'all could have jumped what y'all, y'all could have jumped him right there. When he came in the crib, it's like four of y'all. And now, two of y'all got guns. And I'm, y'all and y'all wait till he leave and then y'all want to talk and like we're gonna run up on him. Like, what's going on? I'm one hundred percent sure that Yvette said uh, uh uh he was coming over there to pick up JoJo because uh, he was ready. JoJo had on his clothes, he's ready to be out. So you telling me he just didn't she didn't say nothing? So he knew he was coming. Oh, is that Jody? Man, all them dudes, they should have been jumped. If they really wanted to jump, then he would have jumped him when he came to the door. Or maybe they just felt bad because the little kid was there, no matter what he say about him. Yeah, so that's in there. They're talking about we're going to see you again, anything like that. So she, now he feeling a certain way because, like, oh, you said you want a real man. Guess you got one now, you know, because she come pick up. She come to pick him up in the rain. It's like, I ain't sleeping with him. That's what you're thinking. You know, he just came in here. I can't get him to leave or anything like that. And it's like, you know, can you, the car acting up, and, you know, can you change the brakes? Like, damn, my car? Get the fuck off my stoop. Close the door. It ain't a rain. <laughs> he don't care how to get home. She had a ride, but it's like, he didn't give a damn. She was hurt. She was they don't hurt. Love they don't love me no more, girl. It's like, you know, they kind of got there. So, and then they go back to the crib. And Roddy, like, you know what, you out here. We're going to give me some love and stop messing around. Like, you know, you get Jody, baby, you can give me one. And I know we shouldn't laugh about it, but the visual of Rodney trying to rape Yvette. It's like this 90-pound man trying to do that. And the damn boy come in, get off my mama. You heard my mom like this is so damn sad and just wrong. Mm. You're like, you gonna rape me in front of my son? And at first I'm like, the way this movie going, shit. Yeah, you never <laughs> you know. You never know. I like what man, what John Singleton was going through when he was filming this shit. So it's like, nah, but he basically like, you know what? You're gonna stop playing around. You're gonna have my damn baby. What's this, this whole thing? You're gonna have my seed that I ain't gonna take care of. I don't know. Like a cuckoo, like a, like a cuckoo bird. All yeah. these hood dudes be doing that. I think it was. I, I think it was ma- mainly because she was. They, they were there each other's first love. I guess. I don't know. And he still had strong feelings for her. Or oh, maybe I'm thinking maybe 
he got locked up, you know, during the time they were messing with each other. So, in turn, you know, she might have got with JoJo, I mean, Jody around this time. They hooked up or whatever. And when he was coming out, you know, all that time had passed. And she was, like, way past him. Because she is with mm-hmm. JoJo. That's the only thing I can think of. Because he just so fixated on, oh, you're going to have my baby. Like, bruh, it's other fishing to see. Yeah, so, but it's like, you know, I'm going to spread my seed, like the Bible says. Hood dudes just love doing that. Because they talk the same thing, like, you know, I had conversation. Because keep in mind, Jody had conversation with his mom. So I'm like, you know, you need to stop telling all these women that you want to, you know, you want them to have your baby because they're going to believe you. And then you're going to be getting mad about that. You know, what if somebody basically tell like, what if somebody treated me like you treated me? How would you feel? Well, he, he wasn't ready for that shit. He was ready. He was not ready to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. Yeah. That's the only time. That's yes. the, sometimes that's the only time they'll listen to you when you say, oh, what if somebody would do that to me or your sister or whoever, you know? And you know oh, oh, shit. Now the light bulb pops up. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that, you know, that goes on. That happens. So, comes home, out there gardening. Cause they show Jody how to garden and why well, I need to find some weed. <laughs> Jody, which what's this? It's cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jody asked like this, you know, like solid snake, like nano machines, cannabis, <laughs> condoms. Uh... <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, why are you growing this? He's like, I ain't grow this. Melvin did this. He always blamed me. And she don't believe it. And she getting mad. It's like, I would never do this. Anything. I can't believe you picking all you picking him over me and everything. So Melvin come home. He's like, go ahead, mama. Tell him what you found, mama. Go ahead. And so like this, like, yeah, I did it. I made a mistake. I apologize. It'll never happen again. Give her a kiss. Jody is furious. <laughs> Jody is so damn mad. And he's like, I can't believe all this and everything. And they arguing back and forth. And then it's like, you know, then Melvin step in, like, you know, it's not my place. But I would say I love wait, wait a minute before you get there. Jody had a point. No matter mm-hmm. where anybody he had an example, because she was about to go World War Two, three on him. And when she found out it was Melvin, it was just like Okay, I love him so. Okay, yeah. Bye. He and he, he Joey did have a point, and it was like you know, tomorrow my house. You doing tomorrow? She's like my house. Yeah, he. This he, is he, my like yeah house. This is my house. You don't pay not a damn bill. You trying to say grandmama left the house to us? Like ain't no us. It's mine. Now the question so, is, if Jody was making money, why won't he put put no money into his mama house? Like nothing. <laughs> You just you 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 boosting there. You you selling clothes, so you still ain't giving your mama no money. Nah, money from self. So anyway, then Melvin step in somewhere. You need to grow up and like tell you something. You know, I would say nothing because you know I respect and love for your mama, but you need to hear this. Why I need like your problem is you blame everybody, for every problem for yourself and everything like that. Tomorrow you want me to be like you? No, nah, little nigga, you can never be me, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need to be me. But you need to stop. You know, you need to be a man. Stop blaming people for your own problems and grow up. And then yeah, they going into it. And did did Jody get in his face? Yeah, Jody got. He's I got heat with uh, people like you, cuz. Yeah, and like Melvin, like all right, Melvin. Then Melvin get his own one hit of quitter, punch him to the coffee table. Well, well, before that, 
what set Jody off, what made Jody push him, was he kept blowing kisses in his face. <laughs> he never kept blowing kisses. Yeah. He already got licked on top of the head, so don't blow it again. Like kisses. I'm be you know, I'm gonna be with your mama, this is how it's gonna go, and anything like that, and then they get in a fight. Well, ain't a fight is one hand is that fight's one side as hell, like Big Show and Rey Mysterio, and then Melvin just lose like you see this nigga mess with me. He trying to mess with me. I got two so I'm trying to be a good nigga. And he out here out here pushing me and I'm trying to send me back. I'm just a nigga out here trying to do anything and you gonna try like I'm gonna kill him. There's <laughs> a nigga with two strikes trying to keep it out. You know, keep fucking with me. And he punching the, the damn door. And he and like that whole persona. He just trying to keep it cool. Just unwrap. You like, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to murder this man. You already know I got two strikes. And, and, <laughs> and it's like, I'm. And, and what says Jody off? No, please don't go, Melvin. Oh, don't go. Oof. Don't go. Best acting from best acting from Tyrese right here. Don't go. And then he's like, I'll go. No, because Melvin's like, no, I'm going to go. And like that. And then he's like, no, don't go. And he's like, I'll go ahead and go out here. You know, tomorrow if I get shot, it's going to be on you. He's like, you know what? And that's so trash. Yeah, that was trash. But the emotion that he 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 got out, that the, the Tyrese got to, to get to the point when you said your flesh, you know, I'm your flesh, your child, your blood. Basically, you're going to choose this man over me. How he how he conveyed that and how it came off the screen was really good. But yeah, he was trash oh, to try to see. That that whole the acting like, was the acting was excellent. Yeah. The point that he no, made no, no, was no. trash. Yeah. Like someone, you know, yeah, you're my son, I love you, but you're responsible for your own action. You're not a boy anymore. You're a man. Grow up. So he uh, If I so, die, if I go to these streets and die, so you mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it reached a certain point, and they had eventually had to boil over. You had you were getting to this point. I just never thought. I remember my first scene. I didn't think it was gonna go to this point because I'm like, damn, he beat the shit out of him because he kind of gave him a couple of jumps to the chest too. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like you know, Yvette, you know, Yvette's gonna work it out. They kind of kicked out Rodney or want to kick out Rodney. And it's like, you know, I'm working out, go over Sweet Pea's house, Kim's there, and they ignore each other and they talk it out. It's like, you know, let's just work this thing out. You know, he tried to rape me in front of JoJo. I'm trying to deal with all this. I can't do anything about it. They get back together and everything. It's going to, anything's going to be all right. <laughs> and then go back to, you know, go back to create. Then she go back home. She's talking about she's going to deal with Rodney. Rodney take the keys and the money. Like a goon. What is it? Take your girl money and keys. He took the money and keys like it was nothing. And she knew yeah. it. And I think, because a lot of people always say, oh, she, no, she, right when he took it, she was right there. Why didn't she go do anything? What was she going to do? She was already afraid of him. Like, yeah. She just knew he took it. And I'm pretty sure she was like, just scared. <clears throat> so it's like, you know, so Jody see the whip thinking everything all cool. It's like, oh, that's a bit playing around. And history's instincts is trash. <laughs> and it's like, you see the car, like, okay, if you know that's a bit, and the car just stop. It ain't no stop sign. It ain't no red light. What you doing? You ain't, you ain't she's nervous. Like, you ain't wondering what's going on. She's like, she's like she's a like game. game. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Sweet Pea like I guess okay if you say so <laughs> yeah so in there he he rolled down the window part way 
And then you see Rodney with the Snoop Dogg curls looking like the devil. <laughs> and then, you know, at first, and then, he, and then finally, after he rolled down the window all the way, you know what it reminded me of? Right. You know the scene they make fun of Dark Knight when um when Commissioner Gordon's talking to Harvey Dent after the after the, the accident, he's two face. No, after oh, the Joker talking to Joker talking to Yeah, when he's, mm-hmm, and at first like oh, he takes the mask off like oh shit, it's the Joker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you didn't recognize the Joker at first. Like you there, I know he was under some drugs. Like you know oh, that's this just weird ass nurse. Well, I got green hair and makeup. Oh shit, man! So it's a joker. I recognize that mouth. That's how Jody was. Is like the window had to roll down all the way and a gun out. Oh shit, that ain't Yvette. Oh yes. And then at first you see the scene. He get he gets shot two times. Oh. And he sees like platoon and peanut <laughs> running out there. I look at the clip, and then. He come to run up in there. He like, I'm like, that's been a while since I seen him. I'm like, wait a second, Jody didn't go to hospital. Yeah, I know he didn't die. So what's going on? Then I realize, oh, that's what he thought was gonna happen. And then he's there. And then they show what happened. Like, Jody hit the triangle button. Exactly. That dive. I said, oh man, he got skills. What? Okay. Your instincts got to be on point if you go and dive. You might duck. You might run. Most people just freeze up. They ain't like you know. You may duck around. They're not gonna like. I'm gonna die for it. He used his like. Um, metal, he used his like metal. metal. No, he used his meter on Max Payne. He was in slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, you know, dive like Metal Gear Solid Five. Most people be diving on video games like when they showing off. <laughs> when they when they do the little YouTube plays like I thought I got hit cuz and everything like that. And you know, Kim comes out, make sure they find. It's like I thought I was a goner. And he's fine. So, Rodney comes back home. He comes back and, after stealing money and the car. Yvette. Oh, the lights off. Yvette. Yvette, are you really playing? Where the electricity at? Oh, it's going to be like that. So, he go on there and check the electricity out. So, they about to set a trap for him. Yeah. Because they already had, because after he got shot, they had the conversation of, well, how are we going to get him out of there? And then Jody's like, I ain't no killer, Pete. He tell him straight up, like, I, I, I don't know. I can't do it this way. I mean, yeah, but it's like, you know, I got your back. If you want to kill him, I got you. But if you don't, I got you too. But it's like, you know, if you don't, they know Rodney, they don't. He going to kill. They try to figure out, like, you know, we got to get Rodney out the paint because he going to kill me, Vin, and child. So we got to do something. Mm-hmm. You just know what. So we going to do, like I said, we were playing video games. We were going to, you know, short the power like Hitman. So they come out and check the power. We're going to be there. What hood dude's thinking like this? Uh, Jody. What's this, The Wire? <laughs> <laughs> this was Chris. This is Chris and Snoop would be doing some stuff like that. Like, what are we talking about? Let's see where that happened. And then they got the jump on him. It's two on one. Rodney punched Joe in the face and start running. No, 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 no. He doesn't punch Jody. He slugs. That's the first time I'm going to use this word. He slugs Jody. Just takes off. <laughs> oh, you, oh see him, you, let, you see him curls you just bounce him. You let this 100-pound man, you know, just get you with the fair one. You got to hit with a star punch. So they run in, and people still run straight. They don't learn to zigzag and duck. That's the old people. People in the hood don't know how to aim. Oh, 
boy. If you run low, if you run in a crouch or you zag twice, you ain't getting hit. These dudes ain't these dudes didn't go to school. They, they ain't, this ain't Texas. Where people just shoot shoot on the weekends for fun. Like, no, ain't no ain't no shooters here. Unless like real no, it's real shooters, but it ain't like, you know, I wouldn't think Jody won, but there you go. Pointing straight. Anybody can point straight. He hit him in both legs. Yeah, they definitely like, he ro- like, like, like he Robocop. And like, you know, you know I will kill me because I seen everything I seen everything but heaven. Like you, like you, like you going to heaven. So it's like you know. So you might as well kill me because you don't know, get you. Like I don't give a fuck. Like you know, Ronnie's a novice. Yeah, and but Jody can't do it because he, he ain't a killer. He ain't a killer, so don't push him. No, he actually he's a killer, so you can push him. So I know who he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he was thinking when he was saying no, because I'm just like, look, you and shot them both in the leg. What are you gonna do? Have him in a wheelchair, uh, setting out orders to kill you. You gotta finish the job. It's like, a, you gotta finish yeah. it now. Yeah, like, what you think gonna happen? You you you, you so, went this far. Yeah, it's like people think, oh, I think I was, you know, yeah, I was going to jump off this bridge. I didn't think he was really going to jump off this bridge. I would pack my parachute. I thought y'all was playing. And I saw y'all jumped off the bridge, but damn, I, I didn't think we was going to do it yet. <laughs> what I'm going to do now? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the air with no parachute. Damn, you should have told me to jump off the bridge. Nigga, you was there when we said we was going to do it. Like, you just saw us jump. So, sweet pea handles, it takes, you know, runs. Like, come on, you know. And then Jody goes back home. He's like, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I forgot he said that. And I had it on subtitles, so I never realized that. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, he couldn't do it. And the funny thing is, that's not a sign of weakness. That's a sign of strength. Because he didn't want to kill nobody. He just wanted to live. Yeah. He. Um... And, but it's funny how they play it. Like, a normal, like, he's looking at himself as like weak for not doing it. And it actually took strength. Yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I, I would have shot him. Oh, would be most definitely. He would have had to get out of there. Yeah, Wait, and Melvin's there. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like he's just trying to handle that because, like you know, in a situation, somebody's life is gone. And then Melvin comes in there, you know, just takes the gun away. No, Melvin, Melvin doesn't know. Going. He has it. See, he. I think. Well, I, I always thought this if Melvin wasn't sure what happened, so mm-hmm. he don't know. He just see him with the gun. So the only thing he can do is guess. So he's just trying to help him out. Because he know. He's like, yo, let me help this kid out because I've been here before. And I, if I had somebody to help me, maybe I wouldn't have had, had to go through certain But whatever. no, this is what he's doing. Do you know where he had his gun at? In his hand? Jody. Jody. Where was, that, where, was the, where was it aimed at? Didn't he put it to his head at one time? Yeah. He shoot himself. Yeah. And it it just it's not till today I realized that. Yeah, because he took it down once he saw Melvin. He kind of like held it in the yeah. ground, and he got close. He cocked it. Yeah, it's like he's going. He was like he could. He was so damn traumatized. He was going to take himself off the paint. <laughs> like you know, it's the first time I'm seeing myself. How I really am. I don't like it. I'm going out. Yeah. 
I wonder. Mm. I, I, I still wonder what did Melvin actually think when he saw it? Because he could still be thinking like, did he just kill somebody and then he don't know how to handle? Hell no. Yeah, he just know he just need to get the gun away from him. Because yeah, remember, because that what made me really think about is how they wiped the gun down. Because he was like, yo, just in case you kill somebody, let's wipe this gun yeah. down. I mean, Melvin, like I said, Melvin ain't no dummy. See where Stacey Adams ain't the first time he wiped the gun. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, so that happened. And then it's like, you know, Jody realized it's time to grow up. So move out the crib, move with Yvette. You know, you come in there, you go back home, like, you need some money and anything like that. I ain't got no money. So you came over, like, ah, you know, you need some money. It's like, you know, like, you kicked me out, everything like that. And I ain't kick you out. You just moved out the nest like a grown up does. So, you out there, sees Melvin, they cool. It's like, you know, you see, take care of my mama. Like, you know, I got, I'm on the job. I see you, baby boy. You know, like, you know, they, they cool now. It's me, like, yeah, it's a know, mutual respect. It's like, you know, my mom was happy. Melvin seemed like a cool dude. And you start playing the music like, you know, it's old time. So I, you know, nothing about this music. Like, yeah. Then the dude on the side, like, I used to get a lot of pussy from this song. He was lying. <laughs> <laughs> he was lying. So goes back, you know, goes in Yvette place. And they there. The credits hit. Yvette got another baby. They get married. You know, and Sweet Pea. Come, you know, gets baptized, comes born again. Yeah, he he got his wish. Um, this is absolutely the story of Goku. If Goku would never stop them at fighting, he had to stay with Chi Chi. This is what stopped them happening. Uh, I said, I guess that's a big Melvin Piccolo. Melvin is absolutely Piccolo because sheesh. Um, yeah, like I said before, this movie, I think. It became a thing after it came out years later. I think people, like you said, were saying, oh, this, they were like trying to almost put their relationships to this movie. And I'm like, ew, <laughs> don't do that because Jody won't shit. Like, he didn't. And I'm all, I've always had this question. Okay, throughout this whole movie, what did he really learn? What did he learn from this movie? The, the, at the end, he eventually learned, you know, I gotta be, I gotta grow up. Okay. Like him, if he had stayed there and not moved out, Ronnie wouldn't have been in the paint. That got squashed the second Ronnie got home. None of that, none of that would have happened. None of that. Okay. I, I still just think he really, it really wasn't because no. it's just. It's certain. Okay, did he ever did, did do we like the movie ends on a happy note? They had the book in it. Okay, yeah. that's cool. But did he stop cheating? Did he stop being promiscuous? I mean, they got. I would assume they got married. What I that don't mean? think Yvette, I know. I <laughs> hope so. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. I hope so because it's like keep in mind he moved out the crib. That's the big thing. Yeah, that was the that was the number one thing which everybody was and telling him to do. He's cool with his mama being with Melvin. Okay. So it's like, you know, my mom is there to be happy. This man bring me happy day. My place to be in her business like that. She didn't ask me for that. So it's like, it's enough stuff that we saw. It's like, okay, he got his own thing going on. He started his family and he let his mama live her life. Okay. So even if nothing else is talked out, enough stuff is shown to show that that's what, um, 
Yeah, he he's took, done enough stuff. He took steps into being a better person, uh, 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 to better his life at least. Because, yes, I'll give you, he moved out. That was the number one thing. And because it just didn't make any... Well, let me let me, let me me not say that. Listen, if you're 20 and you live at home, it's fine if you not don't have yourself together. But at least contribute. Do something. Don't be like he was. Sheesh. And you got to realize, too, if you have a younger parent, they want to live their life, too. He just wanted to, her to be... He wanted her to be old and washed. Mm-hmm. She was trying to... Because it's like, you know... You know, you gotta take care of me. Can't be taken, and it's like I don't want to go out like my brother went out. Yeah, and that's the big realization that I think. You know, it wasn't because he got kicked out the house. It was because he made poor decisions. Nobody said, "Oh, move out." Oh, I'm gonna get shot. No, he most certainly probably made some bad decisions in the streets, just like Jody may have made some bad decisions out in the streets, and things happen. It wasn't just because you just got kicked out because you living at home can't be protect you from a bullet, can't protect you from getting hit by a car nah, or whatever. Nah, I could have been at home. That bullet wouldn't hit me if I was in the crib. <laughs> it is bad. I never, I never realized until yesterday how many times he screamed, "Mama!" He's like, "Mama, mama, mama. oh, mama." But anyway, mama. That was an interesting yes. movie to go back to do. I. I hope y'all enjoyed our little review of it but uh what will we be doing next week because the choice is yours next week Shahid. ah the choice is mine and i have been thinking about that and i was wondering which one i was gonna do so since it's a la vibe and we in la we're gonna stay in la and i was debating between two movies i'm gonna say once later we're gonna do training day Oh, buddy, some more Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put me in the front seat. I bet you I whoop his ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. We going. We going to keep it. Yeah, we going to keep it. Because I was thinking between this and the Players Club. Players Club a little too depressing after Baby Boy. Oof. So say that for later. And yeah, I figured we going to do training day because like that's definitely a hood classic. It made us look at Denzel a different way. Um, it's, it aged well. It's like you know, so it's, it's definitely a classic. It's like a it's a LA classic, and yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while, so I wonder how it looks. It's funny, like you know, seeing Denzel in that light because like Denzel's played people with villainous undertones, like Mo Better Blues. He's kind of like that a little Was bit. Was he really a... Um, he had villains on the I mean, he asked his baby mamas. That's his girls. So, I mean, not villain, but it's like... He had some trash tendencies in Mo Better Blues. I don't think it was villainous. Yeah. He was up there with Jody. Okay, well... Um, okay, Jody, a villain too. So what are we talking about? So Yeah, villain. Jody is actually Dr. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know, see, so seeing him and that's like it's a career of Denzel before Training Day and after Training Day, because like after Training Day is like I'm Action Man and I don't mind being a villain because he because you know he's kind of like um, out of time, a little shady in that one, American Gangster, he's setting people on fire. <laughs> so yes, yeah, you know, and then it's like I'm shooting, I'm either shoot most of the time like you know. 
either I'm flawed, super flawed, like I'm a drunk or I'm a womanizer or I'm an action hero. Like, it's funny, like, training they come, Denzel's either I'm an action hero or I'm a flawed dude trying to make it right. It's none of that whole, you know, great debaters or, like, remember the Titans. Like, that Denzel, like, vanishes. Because when the last time you had a Denzel like that, where he's like, just, I'm a regular dude. You don't see that no more. I mean, after training day. Yeah, you're right. After, after training day, it's like that Denzel kind of like, eh, I don't do that. I'm breaking people's arms. <laughs> I mean, you kind of you kind of had it in the equalizer too until he got pushed. <laughs> yeah, I'm breaking people. I'm breaking people's arms. He was so. he was buying his business in uh, the second one for the first half. Oh, he minds business when he went on the train. <laughs> How the movie start? You know, I'm I'm a you gonna give me that five star Uber rating. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of that. So no, that's the and like Ethan Hawke. I've always liked him and his stuff. And it's just like it's just so many names and people in there. And it's kind of like you know you see Eva Mendes, a young Eva Mendes. You see a Macy Gray. You got Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. You know, it's gonna be super fun watching this movie because I just watched um uh, that old '90s movie uh, Reality Bites with Ethan Hawke. And it was mm-hmm. it was <laughs> very interesting and gave you a good look at white America around that time. But uh, yeah. to go to like, this going to be interesting. Yeah, because Ethan Hawke is one of the few people where like he goes toe to toe with Denzel and holds his own. Yeah. Admirably. Yep. And I think about that because we can wrap it up because I got to get ready for work. Because it's like you compare something like this and you compare like Safe House. And the reason I like Safe House is like Denzel blows Ryan Reynolds off the damn water it's like unfair like ryan reynolds is like i know it's kind of like i'm out of my league but it was like the chemistry with this offer is like denzel which is so much where ryan reynolds didn't stand a chance and it's not like ryan reynolds is a bad actor ryan reynolds got plenty of chemistry and like yeah personality himself but it's like that fit but like no compared that to like something like two guns like Denzel, Mark Wahlberg, and you ate perfect it, mesh, and that's the thing that I thought that wouldn't work. You know, I thought Ryan Reynolds and Denzel would work, mm-hmm. but then it didn't. And I, when I saw uh, Mark Wahlberg and Two Guns, I was like, "Oh, this ain't gonna work." But it I have, work. I have no idea how that worked, and it worked so well. I'm like, they like they've been friends for like twenty something years, yeah. And I could imagine that they never met each other before in their lives until that movie, and you would have never guessed by the way they acting like. And that's why I always say, like, chemistry is important with movies. Like, you know, that's that be here. Like, you know, it got to be it's like a wrestling match. If there's no chemistry, the match is clunky, no matter how good, how good the people are. And that's how training day works, because, like, they get to they get together well. And all that stuff happens in one day. Yep. Training day. So that will be the ninth movie next week, Training Day. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any questions or comments or requests, you can leave at Jeff versus the World at Yahoo.com. And also, if you listen to me on iTunes, leave a star rating, a comment, uh, something good for us so that people know, you know that you're listening to us. And Shahid, I love them giving me your info. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Philly Drugs. That is Philly underscore drugs. So I'm curious to see people actually find me there because I don't, apparently, people are afraid to add me. Good. What? Well, you got, listen, you got to remember, you had hit and miss episodes where you'd be like, oh, if you know about, <laughs> if you know about social media, 
it is, it is, you know. That shit wasn't no miss. You never know. Sometimes you didn't give it to him. Yeah, yeah, like that was an accident. Listen, man. We'll see. <laughs> but uh Listen, anyway. man. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we signed off. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.